Samadhi Rush, a Sunrose Yoga production. Reveal and remember your sacred nature through the practice of yoga. The mission of this podcast is to share the teachings of yoga in an accessible way and to hold space for meaningful discussion. To learn more, please visit sunroseyoga.com. The podcast is made possible by the generous donations of students. If you practice with us here, please consider making a one-time or recurring donation at sunroseyoga.com. Thank you. Hi, everybody, and welcome. This is episode 132. I'm Kelly, and I'm so glad, so happy that you are here today to practice. This episode features a full-length gentle yoga class recorded live at my Saturday morning class at the People's Yoga in Southeast Portland. We really get in there in this class. We go super subtle with our investigation of the hip joints and with our investigation of love. And um, I recorded this class on Valentine's Day, but it is not a super sweet glitter and rose-soaked exploration of love. We do go there, but we also go to the struggle and the hard parts and all of the work that goes into creating a pearl, so to speak, all of the grist for the mill. And so I'm really glad that you're here. So glad to be a part of this practice with you. I hope that you will join us for Clarity, the midwinter at-home retreat that I'm creating with four other beautiful yoginis. Uh, It's free. It launches on Saturday, February 28th, and I hope that you will be there. You can sign up and receive the materials on the 28th, but you can do them whenever, wherever you like. Sign up is at sunroseyoga.com, as are all of the show notes and photos of the shapes and all the yoga that I know. So visit us over there. I love you. Ciao. So I thought we could talk a little bit about love and um, you all know me though. It's not going to be all glitter and glitter. Glitter and roses. <laughs> exactly. So um, we'll start. So last week, if you were here, you'll remember like people had super happy news to share. There was a lot of happy news. And, and then after class, more people came and shared more happy news. And, and um, oh, it was sweet. And we talked a little bit about how you know, that is one part of the process, like being in the sweetness 
like admiring the pearl, but that, you know, that's only one part. And the process itself, like the, the, the struggle that leads us to that place is not always glitter and roses, is it? And coincidentally, or maybe not, uh, I'm reading The Signature of All Things. Has anyone else read this by Elizabeth Gilbert? It's good. It's really good. Sorry, what? It is newer. She has a new one coming out soon, but this is, I think, her newest fiction. And this is an epic, and uh, she gets to this point where she, this is a, is a story about a, a woman, a botanist, and she's talking about, she's writing this treatise on evolution, the evolution of moss. And when she writes all these, these aphorisms, these truths that I didn't want to forget, so I dog-eared the bottom, which is what I do. And so I thought that today, when we're thinking about love, and we're you know, in this space, whatever stage we're in of that, this might give us some grist for the mill. The greater the crisis, it seems, the swifter the evolution. The beauty and variety of the natural world are merely the visible legacies of endless war. All transformation appears to be motivated by desperation and emergency. This life is a tentative and difficult experiment. Sometimes there will be victory after suffering, but nothing is promised. The most precious or beautiful individual might not be the most resilient. The battle of nature is not marked by evil, but by this one mighty and indifferent natural law. So anyway, those when I was reading that, I like she's talking about how we grow, transformation, but like she's talking about love. Seems like there's lots of nectar there. So one last thing to think about and that will carry with us in our practice, sort of holding all of that zhuzh from Elizabeth Gilbert. Krishnamurti are, I like to think of Krishnamurti as like the badass rebel yogi of our time. Krishnamurti said, love is where I am not. Which just reminded me, I wasn't going to talk about this, but... Um, So one of the things that Alan Watts says is that like the universe is, exp is expresses itself in many ways, including as people, 
And when we're walking around in the world, I'm totally paraphrasing and probably, you know, bastardizing this quite a bit, but um, each of us is an expression of the universe peopling. You know, through me, the universe is peopling. So all of that is sort of like, we'll hold the space for all of that to kind of coalesce today with our practice around love, that I am not. That's om. Oh, that just, since I have the, the bowls today, has, have you guys seen this Jeff Bridges commercial where he's oming? Oh, it's the best ever. I'll post, post it on the Facebook page. Oh, it's so good. So, um, yeah, the dude is totally the dude. <laughs> he is. So let's, let's let our own today be an expression of all of this. Like the OM is the universe expressing itself as OMness. And here's what we'll do. I'll ring the bell. And when you can no longer hear it, take a breath and express an OM. Doesn't matter if anyone else is doing it at the same time or the same pitch as you. Just get to a breathing seat, a singing seat. And so the time, you know, the eyes maybe to open again. <coughs> we'll be spending a lot of time today on the floor on our backs. Um, but before we lie down for pretty much the rest of the time, <coughs> let's do a little seated opener. So find an easy seat, maybe sukhasana. The legs are crossed easily. And we'll start to walk or slide the left hand out toward the left. And there's no, you know, perfect alignment we're seeking here. You can also place a block underneath that hand if it would assist. Maybe bringing your right hand to your ribs or your hip, feeling around there. 
be reaching toward the sky. I better be careful or I'm gonna burn my hair. And as you breathe out, round the back. And as you breathe in, arch the back. And we'll do this a couple of times at the pace of your own breath. And in a way that feels natural to you. It can be big, swoopy movements. Or everything can be pretty close to the spine. And in time for a breath or two, we'll reach that right hand straight up toward the sky, feeling the length of the right side of the body. You might let a little rotation of the shoulder happen, just noticing how you feel that. And with a breath in, we'll start to reach that hand toward the sky, letting it pull the torso upright. And exhale, release the right arm. And just pause and notice. And in time, we'll change the cross of the leg so that if the right leg were on top or in front, now the left leg is. And we'll switch directions. So we'll either slide or walk the right hand out toward the right. Maybe elevating the hand on the block. Maybe feeling around for the outside of the body before extending the left hand toward the sky. And letting the exhalations round the back, and the inhalations arch the back. Let your whole body participate. Notice what's happening all the way down in the soles of the feet. <coughs> and in time, we'll reach that left hand straight up toward the sky and feel the length of the left side of the body. of the shoulder happen internally or externally. And with a breath in, reach that left hand toward the sky and let it pull you all the way up. Releasing the left hand down and just pausing. Every single time I do that, and I do that a lot, I'm baffled by how little it takes to feel better. We all, you know, it took like three minutes. There's space for that. And so from here, let's just sort of ease into a, what we might call a forward fold. And I'm hesitant to even call it that because it, I don't want you to feel pressured to get to the floor. 
you could, but you could also just bring the hands forward, let the chin drop, and let the essence of a forward fold happen. <coughs> the world is your oyster, I guess is what I mean. sort of shift your weight from side to side or even let your head just sort of shift from left to right. And in time we'll slowly start to come back up. And so from here, we're going to come down onto the floor, onto our backs, and it will be useful eventually if your feet are facing the wall <coughs> and your, your mat is all the way up to the wall. And luckily, we have the space for this today. We have lots of room. You can move if you see a spot that looks, you know, like the one you want. And you can come down onto your back any way that you like. Sometimes it's nice to roll down. Just so we have this nice little sort of C curve that happens in this fine little release, little connection to the belly. Making sure that all of your you know, propage or paraphernalia is within, I'm gonna go ahead and say striking distance again <laughs> since I'm obsessed with that apparently. And we'll organize our bodies so that the knees are bent and the soles of the feet are on the floor. And we'll call this a shape of constructive rest. And we don't need to get too hung up on alignment, but a, a particular alignment that can be soothing to the body is to have the heels about as wide as your sitting bones, the bones in your booty that you sit on, your ischial tuberosities. And sometimes it's useful to like reach back and feel where those are. They're in the middle of your butt. And to have the knees tracking with the heels. a lot of space, 
for the body to figure this out, you know, how to do it, how to make it happen. And give yourself a lot of space then to be with sensation, to notice what it feels like as that part of your back that is ordinarily unsupported becomes supported. You might become interested in the sensation of rolling from the bottom to the top of the sacrum. You might become interested in how the gaze of your tailbone changes directions as you do this. be interested in what's happening at the back of the skull, the tiny movement. And so the next time that you are breathing in and pressing the feet into the floor and letting that rounding, that slight rounding of the spine happen as you press the back into the earth, We'll stay in that shape. We'll pause in that shape. We'll feel the support of the earth. Bless you. Under the back of the body. You might notice, now that we've sort of come into these quiet, smaller increments, how much your legs are doing to support this shape. Your quads are engaged. They're engaged deeply in the core. And if you can, if it's accessible, just start to notice the direction that the tailbone is, is looking. And so from here, as you breathe out the next time, relax the effort. So that, that low, mid part of your back might, again, sort of float away from the floor. You might even sort of roll your head from side to side. And so we'll begin with that essential shape and we'll sort of add to it. So bringing the head back to neutral, turning the palms of the hands to face the sky so there's a sort of smile happening across the top of the chest. Some of you might even spread the fingers wide, you know, the, the fingernails press into the floor. Sometimes that's too much, but sometimes it's just enough. And as you breathe in, press the feet into the floor. Press the lumbar curve into the floor. Pause. And as you breathe out, snuggle the tops of the shoulders, the heads of the arms down into the floor. So you might have felt a lift in the heart. And as you breathe in, press the feet into the floor. Use the strength of the legs to lift your low back, your sacrum, and your, your 
parts of your lumbar spine away from the floor into like a baby bridge. And we'll add, we'll, here goes, we'll create some internal scaffolding to su support this bridge, beginning with the feet. Press the feet purposefully into the floor. Notice how the legs are engaged. Invite your tailbone to gaze between your knees. Invite the belly button to move just a hair closer to the spine and invite the heart to bloom. And that blooming of the heart could be pretty wild because you'll notice the distance from the belly button to the sternum increase. We'll just pause there for one more breath, maybe breathing into the front of the body and as you breathe out, start to roll the spine back down to the floor, nice and slow. And once you're down, just pause for a moment and notice what you feel. Let's do that again. So we'll breathe in, press the feet into the floor, press the small of the back into the floor. And as you breathe out, snuggle the shoulders into the floor. And as you breathe in, press the feet into the floor and start to use the legs to lift the booty, the sacrum, the low back away from the floor. So this nice, just very ease-filled bridge. There's nowhere you need to get to. We'll purposefully press the feet into the floor, invite the tailbone to look between the knees. Might feel that across the tops of the hips. Invite the belly to move just like the teethiest, tiniest bit closer to the spine and let the heart bloom. We'll take one more breath in here. And as you breathe out, roll back down. And once you're down, before you go anywhere else or move your body, just notice what you feel. Now, if you feel a little grouchiness in your low back or your mid back, <coughs> next time, do less. So from here, you might hug the knees to the chest and sway from side to side. <coughs> or make circles around the spine with the knees. We'll lower the feet back to the floor and scooch the feet close together, bringing the soles of the feet together, letting the knees separate. So a reclining bound angle, supta baddha konasana. Now for some of us, this 
it, the level of intensity on the hips is too great for this moment in time and will support the outer knees with the blocks or with your bolster and your neighbor's bolster. And the idea is to let everything sort of settle into its respective pocket. You know, sort of feeling the hips, the knees, the ankles, the shoulders settling. And as you take a breath in, we'll reach the arms, hands, and fingers toward the sky. And as you breathe out, reach the arms, hands, and fingers up overhead and let the, the elbows bend enough so that ease starts to happen in the shoulders and neck and head. And as you take a breath in, press the soles of the feet together with purpose. And as you breathe out, relax the effort. And as you breathe in, press the soles of the feet together with purpose. Notice what engages. And this time, as you breathe out and release, see if you can release a little bit more than last time. And we'll do that maybe three or four more times, letting go even more each time with each subsequent exhalation. the next time that you exhale and you let go, see if you can invite yourself to keep letting go. in time will help the knees back together. So you might use your hands on your outer upper legs to sort of close the knees, close the book. And just pause again, noticing what you feel. So from here, make sure, or, or just experiment, see if, if you extend your legs, if you could make contact with the floor, with the, with the wall. And if you need to organize or move around a little bit so that 
at least like the ball of your foot is touching the floor without strain, you can do that. Good. So from there, what we'll do is we'll actually bring the knees back in. I just wanted to make sure that we could get there so that we can in time have that contact. Make sure that your strap is close by. And so we'll bring the feet back to the floor, the soles of the feet. And as you breathe in, we'll draw the right knee toward the chest. And you might do that again, like bring the foot back to the floor. And as you breathe in, draw the knee back to the chest. Notice how you just sort of roll from the bottom to the top of the sacrum as you do that. How it feels. And we'll bring the strap around the sole of that right foot. So just sort of lasso close to the ball of the right foot. And with an exhalation, we'll extend that right leg toward the sky. Let your, your grasp on the reins be loose. You know, like just using gravity. No more force. And what we'll do here is we'll do this sort of like flossing of the hip. Um, as you breathe in, we'll let an internal rotation happen of the hip. And you'll know that's happening most of the time because your knee and your toes point inward toward the midline of the body like a pigeon toe. And as you exhale, externally rotate the hip. And you'll know that's happening because for most of us, the knee and the toes point out like a duck. And we'll do that a couple of times, inhaling internal rotation, exhaling external rotation. And for most of us, it's, it's helpful or it's almost necessary to begin at the toes, at the effect of the rotation, and work our way in, you know, work our way toward the hip, if that makes any sense. And so the next time that you're exhaling and your hip is in external rotation, that is, your knee and your toes are pointing out like a duck, will pause in that shape. Notice what you feel. We'll transfer the reins of the strap into the right hand. And we'll start to bend the right knee. So you might feel like your knee is moving in the general direction of your right shoulder. Now for some of us, the hand will scooch down the strap toward the feet and the elbow, the right elbow might move toward the outer edge of the knee. You might start to feel like the strap is unnecessary and if it is, you can feel free to hold you know, the inner ball of the foot. But don't feel any pressure to be somewhere where you're not.
With your next exhalation, let a little more of an external rotation happen in the hip. Like, imagine that you're giving the instruction to that hip to move. Yeah. can add on a little bit if it feels okay you might inhale and draw your left knee toward the chest and exhale and extend it the leg toward the sky now there's a little balancing that happens here and if you start to wiggle around don't worry about it it's normal as you exhale you might start to lower that left leg toward the floor. Be in your range though. So if it makes more sense to keep that knee bent in any degree and the sole of the foot on the floor, do that. Let's take in a breath here and let's let it out through the mouth with a Yeah, let's do that one more time. Slowly start to relax the grasp on the right foot or the right strapped foot. Breathe in and extend that leg toward the sky. Now if it makes sense, if your left leg is straight and you'd like to bend it, bend the knee and just give that right leg a wiggle or a jiggle. From here, as you breathe in, hug the right knee in toward the chest. Release your strap. It doesn't matter if it's tangled up in there. It won't do any harm. And if your leg, if your left knee is still bent, extend it straight so that you're making contact with the wall, the left foot and the wall. Breathe into the shimmering length of the left side of the body. And as you breathe out, start to peel the back of the head from the floor, maybe looking down at your left toes. As you breathe in, release your head back to the floor. And as you breathe out, let go of everything. You might even extend fully into something like Shavasana. Notice the right side of the body, the left side of the body. The top half of the body, the bottom half. And we'll prepare for side two by pulling the heels toward the backside so that we come back to our shape of
constructive rest. Knees bent, soles of the feet on the floor. And as you breathe in, we'll press the right foot into the floor as we draw the left knee in toward the chest. And again, you might do that a couple of times just to sort of feel the sensation of rolling from bottom to top of the sacrum. And in time, we'll, we'll loop the strap, we'll lasso the sole of the left foot close to the ball. And on an exhalation, we'll extend the left leg toward the sky. Just holding on loosely. And we'll practice that, that, you know, just sort of flossing of the hip, where as you breathe in, internally rotate. So your knee and your toes are pointing in toward the midline. And as you exhale, externally rotate. And you can have a lot of movement here. Like your leg could really be sort of sweeping. It's almost like a a figure eight or a serpentine happening. But it can also be such subtle movement that no one else can tell that you're moving. So close your eyes for a second. I'm going to take a little pull, a little vote. Maybe move your strap into your left hand so that you can vote with your right hand. If this, this action, if this internal and external rotation is making sense, raise your hand, high, your right hand high. If you're feeling like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about, raise your hand high. Okay. Can we push pause and come up for a second? Would that be too annoying to people? Okay, I'm gonna demonstrate what I'm talking about here. Because it's one of those things where once you're like, oh, that, you get it. But I feel like since so many of us have learned anatomy and physiology like from a book, and not by, you know, manipulating our own ischial tuberosities, like you all know by now that I do all the time. So this action that we're working with here, it plays out, like the obvious symptoms of it are the toes and the knees, but it's happening down here at the point of the hip. So what I like to do is take a thumb, stick it in the point of the hip, and as you're breathing in, internally rotate. Oh, that feels interesting. And as you're exhaling, externally, ooh. Every single time, I do, like that is the noise in my head where I'm like, oh, that is fascinating. And so it is a sort of like flossing. And then when we're in external rotation, we'll stay there. Start bending. That's coming toward there. Maybe you hold here, maybe not. 
But so even though like the obvious symptoms are out here, we're working towards really coming down in here. Make sense? Thanks everybody for, I love it that you are into the geekery. Yeah, so let's go back right where we were. And like, you can even, if it's helpful to you to hold the strap in the right hands and to stick your left thumb right at the point of the hip, do that. Always feel welcome here. If you're inhaling, internally rotate, exhaling, externally rotate. If there's anything that would just, that you know would assist in your understanding of your own form, do it. Even if you're thinking like, oh, Kelly might think I'm weird. Trust me, I won't. It takes a lot. <laughs> yeah, oh cool, I'm seeing some cool stuff. Yes. So the next time your hip is externally rotating, so that shows up as that like duck foot. Um, we'll pause there. And we'll start to, in, just start to bend the knee, inviting the knee to move a little closer to the shoulder, a little closer to the armpit. So we're staying wide. And something that's useful for me when I'm doing this is like to think constantly or over and over about letting the left hip bloom. Yeah. And maybe, your hand moves closer to your foot. Maybe not. The sole of the foot is staying sort of like present, is attending to the view of the, of the ceiling. So there's a, a vibrancy that's happening there, an aliveness. Beautiful. And so in time, you might invite your right knee to move toward the chest with a breath in and extend toward the sky with a breath out and take in a breath here. And slowly you might begin to exhale and lower that right leg all the way down toward the floor. Maybe if it's, you know, for some of us, like that's, in, that's really intense across the top of the hip. You might bend the knee to a certain degree, bringing the sole of that right foot back to the floor. And you have all the control in the world here. To, if you're touching the wall with your right foot, make contact as you breathe in. And as you breathe out, everybody let it out with a We'll do that maybe one more time. And with your next breath out, we'll start to either relax the grasp on the foot 
or the strap, extending that left foot toward the sky and like really shaking it out, jiggling it out all the way, like not even worrying about whether this is yoga. It is. And then in time, we'll hug that left knee in toward the chest. And if you're not already, um, extend your right leg down toward the floor, toward the wall, too. Making contact with the wall, yeah. And so as you breathe in, really hug that left knee tenderly. And as you breathe out, lift the back of the skull away from the floor, looking at your right foot. And as you breathe in, release your head back down to the earth. And as you breathe out, relax the hug. And you might come all the way down into Shavasana. And just notice what you feel sensation. Now just to sort of switch things up a little bit, we're going to roll onto the belly. I will start by stacking the hands and resting our chin on the back of the hand. Now as you do this, notice where you might be gripping or holding. Interestingly, like I just noticed that I was gripping in the soles of my feet. So it can be the most unlikely of places. As you take a breath in, press the pelvis into the floor so that the gaze of your tailbone is shifting down between the feet. And as you breathe out, release, relax. <coughs> and as you breathe in, press the pelvis into the floor so that the gaze of the tailbone shifts down. And exhale, release. And we'll do that maybe two more times. And so from here, like after the next time that you relax, release, we'll lift the chin just enough so that you can come up onto the elbows, up onto the forearms. And we'll just be here for a moment. So if it's, you know, there's a, you can play with degrees here, with elbows moving forward. 
We'll press the tops of the feet into the floor. Perhaps your kneecaps lift a little bit. As you breathe in, press the pelvis into the floor. And as you breathe out, invite your heart to bloom. So we're still pressing the pelvis into the floor. Yeah. Soft neck, soft face. And as you breathe out, relax the effort. And we'll take the right hand and we'll, we'll thread it with the palm facing the sky underneath the left arm. And we'll come to rest sort of on the meaty part of your right shoulder and start to walk the left hand forward toward the top of or beyond the mat. Let your right brow bone rest on the floor. And let your left elbow become heavy. Now for some of us, it will be interesting here to let an external rotation happen in the hip. So you might move the feet wider, turn the toes out so that you're instep is making contact with the floor and then relax. Relax the soles of the feet. Relax around the ankles. Soften the inner knees. And let the sacrum become sort of watery. And in time, we'll slide that left hand back so it's just right next to your face. And you can press the left hand into the floor, bringing the, the upper body back up. Come to rest on the left elbow, and then, or sorry, that's the right elbow. Slide the left arm, palm up underneath the right, coming to rest on the meaty part of your left shoulder, reaching the right hand and arm toward and beyond the top of the mat, letting the elbow become soft, shoulder become heavy. And again, like softening in the feet, letting the sacrum become heavy and watery. Nice, everybody. There's nowhere we need to get to. We'll slowly begin to unwind this. So we're sliding that right hand back toward the face, pressing that hand into the floor to unwind. 
and we'll move back onto the back. So like roll onto the back with as you know, little effort. Don't think about it too much. And we'll hug the knees in. So you might drag your heels in and then hug the knees in. And we'll sway from side to side. And you know, sometimes it's nice to like roll all the way over so you sort of tip over and tip over. And we'll begin to move toward a shape of rest or integration. So if there are movements that still need to happen, then make those. And feel welcome always to take a lot of time to get comfortable. And the shape that you choose to take is whatever shape is restful. So it could be on the back, the side, the belly, legs up the wall, sitting. We all have bolsters, so <coughs> if you like to recline on a bolster, have your legs on the bolster, do that. be very grounding to let the feet continue to make contact or be in close proximity to the wall. And feel as though everything is collecting in the bottom of the bone. Feel the bones then rest, where the bones make contact with earth. And at the same time that all of this is sort of settling, you let your awareness start to float up to the surface of the skin. As we make our way into this shape of rest, we'll, we'll have a little bit of work to do. We'll, we'll try something together here. And once everything has sort of settled and you're in a space of non-effort, with your in-breath, can you repeat silently the words, I love? And as you breathe out, feel the essence 
of I love in your body. start to soften the effort of being with the words I love and their essence as sensation. And when you're once again in a place of non-effort, Repeat to yourself silently as you breathe in the word love. And as you breathe out, feel the essence of love in the body. If it's possible to linger, to rest in love, then do that.
comforting in any way. Invite yourself to let go or to soften even that last bit of effort. notice the smallest movements happening in your body. Maybe you can feel your pulse. begin to take deeper breaths. the body as long as possible, as tall as possible. And then hugging everything back in your life. You know, maybe swaying from side to side. And slowly, you know, in your own time, making your way back toward upright. And if, if you'd like to come, come closer, you can. My boss is in over here. And probably everybody's still kind of fuzzy and muzzy. But if you can remember, could you feel a difference in your body between I love and love? Anybody? 
it's okay if you can't, if you're like, what? Who are you? And if it occurs to you later on, you can always, you know, like write me and be like, oh yeah. And Jeff Bridges was there. <laughs> but did everybody feel something in Shavasana? Like whether it was I love or love that grabbed you. Tingly. Mm, Earlier this week when I did this experiment, for some reason I felt like, I don't know why, but I felt like I was in lasagna. <laughs> anyway, that's, yeah. Mm. Uh, so we talked all about like what all these smarties have said about love and about life and the universe and what I always come back to, this is my little mantra that I always come back to is whenever you're in it, linger in love. Mm -hmm. Whenever you have that, like we all know that everything's always changing, but when you catch yourself in that space, if you can just kind of like rest in the feedback, Mm, that's the good stuff. Let's end with an ohm. Deep breath in. And let it all go. And a breath in. Say happy Valentine's Day. Lasagna. Mm. <laughs> 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 <gasps> mm. Yes, that Garfield came to me shortly after lasagna. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Enlightenment. <laughs>